This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Okay, welcome back to Sportsbook. We did our Masters preview last week, and the Masters have now happened. It was very exciting. I was disappointed for Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler, but good for Patrick Reed. Good to see all the young, exciting golfers on the leaderboard on the final day. But now let's move back to football. Of course, we're not in season, but regular listeners to this podcast know that we've discussed at length on this podcast about how NFL seems to just dominate the news cycle all year. It's sort of like even when there isn't football being played, everyone's talking about football. You're either talking about trades or free agents. Of course, the NFL draft is now coming up. We'll be talking about that in a separate episode. And we've also talked a lot about the Patriots. Uh, I wear my bias proudly, and I've probably talked way too much about the Patriots on this podcast. Of course, if you remember, our first guest was Barstool Sports CEO Erica Nardini, another Patriots fan. And so today we are blessed to have in Martellus Bennett as our guest. Hey, Martellus. Hey, bud. Yeah. And uh, look, you won a ring with the Pats, so that was awesome. Then went to the Packers. I was crushed. Then came back to the Pats. That was a little controversial at the time. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into it. I want to make sure that eventually we'll talk about business a little bit. You have this really interesting uh, The Imagination Agency and your children's book. But let's start talking about football. Uh, what was that like when you returned to the Pats? You know, the I mentioned the news cycle. The football news cycle can be so uh, endless and brutal and relentless and you know, one hot take gets said, and then everyone's repeating it. And of course, when you went back to the Pats, that was a little bit controversial. People had a lot to say about that. What was that like? I mean, it was it was crazy because a lot of people felt like I finagled or able to make that happen. But thirty other teams could have claimed me. The the Pats claimed me, so um, it was interesting. So when I came back, it was just like it's like I never left. Like I left for summer break, and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" Right. It was just kind of it was exciting, but at the same time, I was going through a lot with what I was going through with the Packers. So like I felt like I wasn't really enjoying the guys, and then um, and then I tore my hamstring. You know, so it was like, so then it was just, I had to shut it down for the season. So I was kind of sad about that, that I couldn't compete with the guys. And I was looking forward to being back. So like, um, but like I played in a, the game in Oakland with a, like a third degree torn hamstring. Like my <laughs> hamstring was pretty much like, a, I could tore it off the, it was this close to turn it. You can't see my fingers because I'm on the radio. <laughs> but uh, I was really I holding, can. yeah, I was holding up. It was about the length of the, uh, the, the in between from the side of your phone to the Apple button the home button on your phone. That's about how far I was from tearing it off the bone. So, But I played with it like that, and then I was like, oh, I can't do this. Like, I, was, I wanted to, but I knew it was, I couldn't run. And then my shoulder was messed up, so it was just like, I'm out there like the bicentennial man. <laughs> right, that's tough. And, of course, yeah, as you say, people sort of accused and said, oh, you just wanted to go back to the Pats. But, you know, fair to say you enjoyed playing for the Pats uh, as a fan and as someone from Boston, I mean, what's interesting to me, it's obviously a team that has had so much success in the last decade, but also as a result of the success or because of other things, a lot of people hate the Patriots like crazy. What is it like to play for the Pats, and are they actually different from the other NFL teams in terms of the management, how it's run? I think most people hate winners. Like, people hate when people constantly win, consistently win, but, like, when you're a winner, you win. That's what Tom always says, and I'll just be like... Yeah, but I've been losing for a lot of my career. Like, people talk about losing with the Packers. I'm like, I lost every single year. I've only been to the playoffs once in my career. So it was like people talking about good, like, it had the right result. Yeah, it had, <laughs> had the right result. But, like, the thing about the the Patriots, I think, is really the honesty around the building from top to bottom. Everyone's honest with everyone. Like, if 
someone feels a certain way, like they're honest about it, Bill's honest about it, he tells you exactly what he's feeling. And a lot of places it's always like, you don't really know what's going on. You kind of feel like someone may feel this way, but they may not feel that way. But the way that leadership is there is like everything's up front, like anything that the team is dealing with. Like some teams like to deal with issues with other players like in private, but everybody knows what's going on. And then nobody knows the result of like, okay, what really happened? So it's like it creates this conversation and like gossip. It's gossip. There's not room for that because it's everything is up front. It's like in a relationship. You know, if you talk to you with your, your wife, your girlfriend or your boyfriend, whatever it is you're dating and you have certain things that you don't talk about, and it's just kind of... But they know something is wrong. It's like, if you don't talk about what's wrong, then it's like, okay, why don't you just talk to me? Like, I don't want to yeah. talk about it right now. Like, But then it just becomes this thing. So it never... There, it never becomes a thing. Wow. So is that uh, the so-called Patriot way, which, of course, Patriots haters think is all bull, you know? Or is that a real thing? This sort of ethos? Uh, yeah, the ethos is... It was the first team I ever went to that I had to sign up, like, the, I got an employee handbook... And I was like, wait, what? An employee handbook? Like, you know, yeah, we're about to play football, right? So, but for me, I always thought, like, this is business. Like, it was the first place where you felt like, like, they know they run it, they run in a business, you're part of a business, this is your role in this business, and this is what we expect from you. So, you kind of set the tone right when you come in. I'm like, I got to put in an employee number and all this stuff. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Yeah, wow. And, uh, and how hard was it to retire? I mean, now you're done. Of course, there's always, the thinking when guys say I'm done, maybe they come back, but you're still, you know, a young guy. Uh, was that really hard and, and a brutal decision, or you're ready, you've prepared, you're done playing? I I was ready. I think other people around me wasn't ready for me to um, put the pads down, especially with the way the last season went. Right? Yeah. They're like, oh, you go back and redeem yourself, ball out, go to Pro Bowl, win another Super Bowl, that whole thing. But then. I, I just, me thinking about it is like, yeah, if I do that, is that something I want or is that something my ego wants, right? So it's like there's one thing about pleasing the ego and there's another thing about pleasing the actual idea of what I really need in my life and where I am right now, not where my ego is. And I was at a state where I was ready to accomplish more things in my life. I had set all these goals for me, for myself, and for 10 years, you know, I accomplished a lot of things in the NFL, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. There was not really much left for me to really do that didn't really have to do with ego and with just me trying to get stats or statistics. So, but like with art, I felt like, and I felt like I never made the impact on the world that I wanted to make as a football player. Like I was good, but I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not going to go to the Hall of Fame or nothing like that, but I had a great career. I enjoyed it. I played with a lot of great people. I played with a lot of guys that are going to go to the Hall of Fame, but I feel like my, I'm going to be, I'm going to end up in the Hall of Fame of life. Right. So like I felt like my impact was going to come after I got done playing when I could really focus on how I want to impact and change the world through the things I create and the stories that I tell. Because I want to bring more laughter, more color and more families together with the content that I make. So um, I was just really driven to start doing that full time. That's really interesting. I, I like that angle on it, too. The idea that, you know, I was a pro athlete, but that doesn't have to be the biggest part of my story forever. You know, you know a, I can, that was just chapter one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played for 20 years, like, as a kid, 25 years. But, like, when I died on somebody, I'd be like, yeah, he was great in that Super Bowl. Like, you know, it's like, man, you know, I always want my daughter to be like, my dad traveled the world. He created this. You know, I want to leave memories behind. And I want to build, like, I, even if I have a son, I can't hand him football, right? I can't, there's nothing, I cannot give it to him. But by creating a 
company that is built off imagination and creativity, my daughter could come in and run that. That's legacy, right? Football legacy is a personal legacy. Nothing with my family. Nobody else is about me, right? But, like, when I build this company, it's something my daughter could work at. My nieces could cut, have jobs there. My It's a family legacy that I'm trying to build, you know? So it's just, like, it's just totally different from being, like, focus on me as a human being and then focus on an overarching theme of, like, legacy and generational money and being able to, you know, have something my grandkids' grandkids could work at and build and continue to do. I want to make sure we talk more about that branding and, and building a business, but one more football question while we have you in here. Uh, I was doing so much reporting last year on the NFL ratings. That became a huge story. As NFL ratings are down, they're down for the second season in a row. And at the same time during the season, of course, President Trump was tweeting like crazy about the NFL. You know, and he was angry over the player protests and it became such a political thing. At least it seemed that way to us in the media. But I often wondered if you were a player on the field, maybe you were sort of immune to that and that was just noise happening outside. So I guess I'm asking, you know, what's your take on all that, on the ratings decline, and to what extent were the players and you watching all of the political drama, Trump's angry tirades about the NFL? Trump's, Trump's angry and about lots of things. So it's like, just add it to the list. You know, he always goes on these different tirades about whatever it may be. But I think as a as a player, I think the... I mean, how many other people, you know, a president calls guys sons of bitches, right? So that's like a big issue that a lot of guys deal with. Then a lot of guys jumped into the kneeling thing because of that. By doing so, though, it lost right. a lot of the identity of what it was because now it becomes resistance towards the president and not resistance towards pro- police brutality and, you know, unethical and, you know, the unethical things that's going around in, in the world and things like that, you know. So the the messaging got switched. Exactly, yep. And that was a great ploy by the president to flip the message. You know, it's not about the flag. It's never about the flag. It's about protesting the ideas that America stood on. So, um, but as a player, like, you hear it, but it's like, all right, let's just continue to do what we're doing. Because now the conversation is getting there. Because the president's talking about it, so everyone knows what we're trying to get. So what's the point of what we're trying to tell the people and what's the conversation we want to have? Now let's have those conversations now that we have your attention. Yeah, and keep it focused as well. I mean, you know, if you're trying to promote a message, that's sort of one thing, but also at the same time, you're a professional athlete. You got to go out on the field and and not have those distractions. So that's hard. Well, we don't, as an NFL, as a professional athlete, think about it. Like, you have families, cousins, wife, kids, and you have to perform every night. You don't bring that shit onto the field, right? Like you go out there and you play, you do your job and you move on. Um, it could become emotional. There's some things that come emotion become emotional because you think about like sometimes you think like, damn, all this shit going on in the world, and here I am playing this game football, right? Mm. Like we should be out there doing something. Like we should be doing something. But then you're like, all right, let me get let me get the job done, and when I'm done, I could continue to make my impact. So like, so and that's where you are now. Yeah, no, even like when you play, like, mm. all right, let me go ball out this game, right? Focus and ball out on this game. And then once I'm done, as soon as they ask you a question, yeah, this is what we're working on, this is what we're doing. So guys who are professional athletes, they're able to hyper-focus at any time they're needed, you know? So it's easy to focus and then jump right back out because guys are going through all kinds of drama that you never know about. Guys are hooked on, There's guys that's hooked on drugs. There's guys that's, you know, getting divorced. There's guys who may have lost a parent, and they mm-hmm. still go out there and perform. Think about what Isaiah Thomas did. Last year, he's still going out there. Yeah, he never incredible. have a, He never has a chance to grieve, right? So um, that's just the way that the athlete is built. Like, you're taught to, no matter what you're going through, you have to go out there and perform. Like, there's no days off. You can't be like, 
oh man, you know, I'm I, feeling unhappy today. Yeah. There's guys playing with torn. I play with torn MCL. There's guys playing with to- torn shoulders. There's guys playing with broken ankles, and they're still going out there and try to get the job done. So just yeah. someone saying something is not going to stop a guy from getting the job done. I'm glad you mentioned Isaiah Thomas. I mean, as a Boston fan, that was so inspiring to me. And then I was so sad when we lost him to another team. And just like I said, when when you left to the Packers, yeah, I didn't lose him to another team. They traded him right. to another well, right. team. Yeah. That's what you say. Think about that. This guy goes out there and give you everything he has. Everything he could possibly give you, and his family died. He, but he chose the team over grieving yep. with his family. The time that he could spend with his family, and how do you reward him? Trade him. You trade him. Reminds it reminds everyone that it's a business. It is a business. At the end of the day, I it's brutal, and that's all it is. Business. It's, it's like even when you think, oh, we're a family, and the owner really has love for me. Well, it's business. He like you, but he don't like you more than he like his money. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so speaking of money, let's talk about business a little bit. You've got the Imagination Agency. You have a children's book out. Uh, there's an app, too. You've got two mobile apps. Yes. Uh, and what's interesting to me, I'm, I'm always bringing in athletes here, and I ask them about you know, what they're doing in business off the field or off the court. And all of them have their different investments. You know, oh, I'm, I'm invested in this tech startup. And what that means, even you know, sometimes they are involved, but they've put money into a, yeah. someone else's company. Mm-hmm. Or they're hawking a product. Well, I'm a, I'm a brand ambassador for this yeah. brand. But you are building your own company. You're an entrepreneur. And then interestingly, it's on sort of the arts side, if I can say that. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's different. I mean, the only real example I think of is, you know, Derek Jeter has done a lot in media after retirement. Yeah. He started the Players' Tribune. He also started a children's book imprint yeah. um, with, I think, uh, Simon & Schuster. Yes, so, did. you know, did you look at what he did? Is there anyone else you've looked to, or you've just kind of blazed your own path? I don't really had a... I don't think there was a model for me set. There wasn't like... I mean, you go back to um, Kurt Schilling when he tried to do the gaming company. You know, you learn yeah. from the, the mistakes that he made over there, like, you know, investing too much and too much into different areas, trying to build Apple. Like, my first, I'm opening my first studio. My first studio is 1,800 square feet. You okay. know, like, I'm not buying 10,000 square feet. Like, right. I'm I'm giving myself space to run. I did a five-year lease because I'm like, okay, this is how many employees I want to have in five years. I want to grow here. How long can we stay in here? And then there's a building that I know that's next door that I'm like, all right, I could, when it's time, I could just kind of go next door and kind of expand. I could walk from building to building. So strategically mapping it out for, like, what I want to do and what I want to become. Um, as far as like business goes, like most guys, yeah, they invest in other people's stuff. I invest in my own ideas, right? Because I believe in my own ideas just as much as I would believe in somebody else's idea. Like I have, I have a diverse portfolio, you know, as far as like, you know, stocks and things goes. Yeah. But like my best investments, I feel like when you invest in yourself mm-hmm. and when it's your money and your own product, you take a different approach to it when you go get someone else's money. And it's, I your, ba- it's your baby. Yeah, so I never like I never I'm I fully fund the company and that's been a blessing to be able to do so by playing in the NFL. No, a lot of people can't do that, so I don't take that for granted. And there's still things I can't do, like I can't afford to do because I have to separate the two before what's income for the family and what's income for the business. So always having to decipher between those two things. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like I'm I have my own ideas that I feel like they'll make me the lucrative situation. I think most guys don't have ideas. So they're presented with they're presented with gold standard ideas. Like you don't see too many guys like when, by the time the idea gets to them, it's already something that's real good. It's it, twi- it better be. It's already Twitter, right? <laughs> right. You know, it's already Facebook. Yeah. You know, it's like it's already this. There's not a lot of guys that's like predicting the future of the landscape. That's like invested in up and coming things unless someone tells them. You know, this is the next big thing, but they're not really researching or going to incubators and finding companies and things like that. It's like they have a team that's already like in the tech 
field and they they're picking hand picking the ones that will invest in because other people are investing there or they got a tip from someone so which is not a bad thing either no. like i mean but there's just different ways of building business like i just want to be able to I like the idea of going to work every single day and making things, right? If I want to make a chair, let's like let's make these chairs. If I want to, you know, go into interior design, let's go design some hotels. You know, like I like the idea of waking up every day and mapping out the user experience of an app and doing like drawing and I like the creative process of it. The business part of it, ah, you know, like I have to do it now, you know, but eventually I want to hire somebody that I trust to come in and handle the business side so I can focus on what I do best which is creativity. Make sure it's someone you trust. Yeah. Yep. So, but for right now, it's me. So that's why I was like, decision fatigue is like, is that worth paying for that? Is it not like, even like designing our space is me. I'm, I pick out the furniture myself, the, you know, paint, I paint the walls. Like I pretty much do as many things I can do to cut costs. I do it. Good. So like I do voiceover. I try to hire people around the studio. Like there's people I want to do voiceovers in, in the different shows and stuff. I got, I got like this full list of like, oh yeah, Samuel Jackson would be perfect, you know, <laughs> sure. but I've never met Samuel Jackson, well, but I would try to talk him to, into doing it for, hey, let's just hook a brother up, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm up and coming, like, let me just get a voice. I know you do Frozone and Incredibles. Come and do something with your boy. So um, <laughs> he's my favorite actor, so that's why I always okay. bring him up. So, um, but We'll tag him. We'll get it out there. <laughs> but overall, it's just like, how do I build? Like, I got to build, but you don't want to build too fast because there's. I know that I can't handle too many employees at once because I'm so hands-on with every mm. single thing. I want to get to the point where I can have more employees and I want to just be hands-on with the creativity. So, But I'm not there yet. So there's only like seven people at my company. Okay. So yeah, hey, Seven I, more than zero. I'm yeah, I think in, in it's two years. It's hard to go from zero to one. You know? I want to be like 15 in two years. Okay. Right? So maybe I hire two, three more people this year. Then the following year, we'll add a couple more. Cool. Well, let's end this way. I mean, it's probably hard to look back as you just finished, but we're always talking about the business of the NFL on this podcast. To bring it back to football... After all your time in the league, is there anything that you would say needs to change about the NFL? You know, how do you think the league is going to look in five, ten years? I think they're still trying to figure it out. I think they have to be careful with the um, oversaturating the world with the games. Thursday night. So you got Thursday because now you don't get that break to miss it, right? You got Monday. Exactly. You got Thursday. You got Sunday. It's a little greedy. Yeah. So I think, and then like Thursday night football, they sold to Amazon. They sold it to Twitter. They sold it to <laughs> Yahoo. They sold it to. It's like everybody right. has a. How's that even possible? Like you know, so the business they're making so much money on that, but and it's money driven. Like for the owners, um, Roger Goodell is. A mastermind, like he's giving them everything they want. He's filling their pockets. He's he's a great. He's doing a great job for the owners. As a players, we get left out a little bit because they're making so much money off of the players and the game that the players. Without the players, there is no game. So um, I think I would like to see guaranteed contracts for guys. You know, um, so that way guys are out there risking a lot of things. So um, I think the game's going to change a lot as far as like the way the big hits and all those things are. Yeah. Like we are, we were the last gladiators, right? But now the game might end up looking like Gladiator, mm-hmm. the TV show. Yeah, yep, more rules <laughs> and, and protect guys. More. It's gonna be yeah. less like uh, Maximus Aurelius and more like the big gladiators in the, the tank tops from <laughs> early nineties. <90s. laughs> nice, nice. Well, good. Thank you very much for coming in. Uh, thank you it's for a, having it's me. A treat for the podcast listeners. Yeah. 
Okay, and that was Sportsbook. As you know, please remember always to rate, review, and subscribe to Yahoo Finance Sportsbook. Always trying to get in interesting guests for you. We come out every Thursday morning. Keep listening. Next week, we'll be talking golf again as we prepare Yay! for three more majors. Yeah, buddy, after the Masters. We'll see you back then. Thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye.